Happy New Year. Can you believe it's January 2024? I can't. And alas, here we are. I've got so many special interviews for you this month. We're really talking about how we can deepen into presence. So we're going to talk about tools that allow us to do that, somatic tools, physical tools that help us beautify the space, which encourages us to want to be present in the space, and so much more. So if you're in a time in your life when you are ready to feel more present with yourself, with your loved ones, with your surroundings, you're going to want to tune in. I'm really looking forward to getting to know you as well. And I want to encourage you to join the Facebook group so you can join the conversation. And I will include a link to that in the notes of each episode. Thanks. Hello and welcome to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Isabel Bridges, and here on this show, we dive deep into all things mothering, sistering, and humaning. Because the roles that you play are something you learned, not who you are. Let's begin. Today, you are in for a real treat. I interview my, oh, my, one of my dearest, most beloved mentors, Gina McCarthy. Gina came into my life when I was in the depths of despair. Um, and she really helped me climb up and out of that deep, dark hole. So I'm just really grateful for her presence in my life and for the opportunity to share her with you today. So before you dive into this episode, I would like to invite you to find a place where you can actually sit and practice what she is teaching us. So she's going to be leading us through a quite short practice that will help regulate our nervous systems and allow us to feel safe. These topics that we talk about here on this episode are full of impact. And I don't take that lightly. So Gina is coming in with a practice that can really help us stay present in the moment without bypassing. I look forward to hearing your thoughts. And if this episode inspires you, I also invite you to share it with a friend who might benefit. Okay, I'll see you in the episode. Hey there, and welcome back to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. I'm so excited to introduce you to my friend, my guide, my therapist, Gina McCarthy. Gina, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. And I just would love for you to introduce what yourself. A sweet introduction. Yeah. And I, what a sweet woman you are. I'm just so overflowing with gratitude to have you in my life and to have your wisdom as kind of a guiding light 
over my um, early motherhood. So that's really why I'm bringing you on is I really want this podcast to be a place where women can go when they are looking for the light. So without further ado, Mm. Gina, would you just introduce yourself to our listeners? Thank you. Let them know who you are and the work that you do in this world. Yeah, thank you so much. So, yeah, uh, (laughs) there was so much said uh, that I appreciate, Uh, especially, you know, I think I want to start off by saying that I, something I've always appreciated about you, Isabel, Hmm. is that you have had this fire that I relate to mm. of bringing bringing this wisdom and this community and this healing capacity forward that we all have on this path um, and the way you're doing it now. And the way I've done it is many different ways. I'm a perinatal psychotherapist. I'm a nurse. I'm an organizer. I'm a ceremonialist. And um, I'm going to just weave my story with what I do together. Perfect. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when I was born, uh, there was a lot of uh, trauma at the beginning. And um, that imprint went into my body, like imprints do as a baby. And then later in my life, I really wanted to learn uh, how to heal that because I really wanted to have a child. And so I spent my life really learning how to heal that. And it had a lot of meaning to me, not only personally, but as I learned about it and being I was in that field, the perinatal field working, I could see how much so many women needed to understand that path, including the people attending to them, the professionals, not just the mothers. <laughs> and so I learned a lot about it and I started putting together courses. You know, there's a lot of other things I did to promote perinatal but I'll just kind of go to the present now. Mm -hmm. And I learned how to heal my own PTSD. And because we talked about at some point having the focus, compassion, self-compassion today, I learned a lot about self-compassion. I learned a lot about trauma. I learned a lot about the, the, sad and scary and uncomfortable feelings we have with trauma and with um, things that have been painful in our lives, not only can be healed, but they exist in our bodies as a physiological reality until they're either healed or mitigated. Mm -hmm. So that when we judge ourselves for feeling uptight or tense or irritable or any of the patterns that are stemming from these traumas, it's really like judging yourself because you have diabetes or something. It really isn't something you have control with. You have a lot of ability to heal, but um, you're still going to have those symptoms until you experience healing. Mm -hmm. So there was so much I learned and then, and so much healing I received myself and all the healing kept giving me 
this song in my heart, this ability to feel the love in my life. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think that's it, you know, like that's what in a way we all want to feel, particularly as mothers, we want to honor the love, you know, and yet it can be very hard to do that in this culture because there's so many disconnections. So what do I do now? At the moment, I'm offering retreats that I love because they're very effective. (laughs) And what they're called, they're one-day retreats, and they're called Honoring and Clearing the Mother Path. (laughs) And um, you probably don't want or don't want me to explain what what those are about now, right? Yeah, let's, um, you know, we're going to have a full description of that in the notes. So let's make, let's have this conversation really be around like that, that healing piece. And I'm, I'm, I like to tap into our listenership. And right now um, I'm tapping into the listener who's really, um, her own trauma is coming to the surface as she hears you talk a little bit about trauma. Mm. And she's also already done a lot of work, a lot of personal work. Mm. But there's, there's just this piece of trauma that's clinging to her emotional state and her body. Mm. And so mm. from her perspective, I'm just so curious about what does the mother have to do with healing trauma. Mm, mm. You know what I thought you were going to say? <laughs> I was listening, very intrigued and appreciative of what you're noticing and telling me. And then I thought you're going to end up saying, so how does she feel safe to keep listening to the conversation? Oh, that's good too. Yeah. <laughs> and that's then a, yeah. you had a great question, which I actually almost forgot because, you know, I, I wanted to say this. So anyway, answer the question you thought I was going to ask first, and then I'll ask the other question. Perfect. Great. Great. Okay. So, I mean, I think there's two ways, uh, that there's a lot of ways to help ourselves feel safe and people who have Killed trauma probably have a lot in their toolbox already. One of the practices I teach a lot as you know, is a very simple practice based on bilateral stimulation, which is used in EMDR, a trauma healing practice. And it takes about a minute to do. And for a very high percentage of people, about 90%, it's just very effective most of the time uh, supporting us to feel safe in our bodies quickly, like within about a minute or two minutes. So that's something I could either, you know, just teach right now or just continue to talk. I would love you to just lead us through the experience of that. Yeah. So let's do it. So what you do is you just get in touch with an energy that feels, uh, you know, I'm going to say protective, an energy that has your back, that can growl on your behalf. I often say an energy that's supportive, but because we're talking about safety, let's use protective because you can do this practice with any kind of support or guidance you want. But right now we'll focus on protection. So you kind of think of someone or a spiritual being or a tree or uh, an animal 
or an ancestor that has your back, that will growl or yell on your behalf, because this is someone who not only is protecting you, but also helping you release, you know, any energy that feels scared or tense, you know, or needs to have a boundary, but hasn't learned how to do it yet. And so you get in touch with this energy. So that's the first step. So let's just take a moment for people to get in touch with that. Sometimes it's a partner. Sometimes it's their inner protective part. Sometimes they say, I've never felt protected ever in my life. So it's a little challenging. And then you have to imagine, you just imagine a protective symbol. It can even be, you know, uh, like the Dalai Lama or Nelson Mandela or just someone that you feel would protect you. So let's take a moment, get in touch with that. And then when you know who it's going to be, you're going to just in a moment tap your thighs or your chest or even a butterfly tapping hug but you're going to tap bilaterally and alternately about 10 or 20 times tap one side then tap the other side of your body and you're going to be doing that while you connect with this protector energy that's protecting you just the way you are it's not changing you it's just being with you the way you are so let's try that and let's see how that feels. So you're going to get in touch with that protector energy you just found. And now you're going to tap for about 10 or 20 taps. And then you're going to notice how your body feels. And then you're going to come back to the conversation. Mm. Yeah. Mm, good. So I often teach that uh, in my one-to-one work and in my uh, retreats and in any of this kind of work, because we we do need to feel safe to have these conversations. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we don't feel safe, we're not going to want to listen. And there, that's actually self-care. Yes. Okay, so what was your wonderful question again, please? I just want to thank you for that, first of all. Um, Mm -hmm. I hope that those listening were able to do the tapping along with me. Mm. And the places that we come from when we feel safe are different than the places we come from when we don't feel safe. So it's so wonderful to have this quick tool that we can use to access our inner safety Um, because uh, we often go through life with just these small little things that bring up anxiety or fear. So adding one more tool to our toolbox is so, so helpful. So thank you. Um, then Then my question is related and it's about, um, I want to say the mother wound, but you yeah. may have a different word for it. It's about this feeling that um, this early feeling that we got that we're not safe because the person who's taking care of us is 
either not present or is um, anxious herself or themselves. Um, and so mm -hmm. how can we begin to heal that very old you know, wound? Good, good. So I think I'd say two things. I think the first thing is having safe places in our lives to be with ourselves and recognize or be with others, have safe places with ourselves or, and or with others who we feel safe with, mm. to slow down and recognize what feels okay and what doesn't. And so to slow down and recognize mm. when people have those feelings. So that's the very first thing is like to acknowledge, whoa, I feel a lot of anger but I'm not comfortable with it or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then I think um, an, another thing that really helps is, is mm, you know, I think I'm trying to answer too many questions at mm -hmm. the same time. <laughs> and I got, I got, Lost because you were saying the mother wound. Mm. Say it one more time, okay? Yeah, I'm just gonna close my eyes. I'm just putting okay. my hand on my own heart because oh, I remember. Okay, okay. I remember now. Okay, another thing yeah. I wanted to say, you know, a lot of people don't have the mother wound, mm. and a lot of people do. But what's true in this culture is almost everybody has some kind of uh, either you could call it mother wound, or I think of it as disconnection. Yeah, because mothering is really about nourishment and protectress, and mm -hmm. so those qualities. You know, how comfortable are we to nourish ourselves? How comfortable are we to protect ourselves? How comfortable are we to receive nourishment from our mothers and protection, and or have boundaries because they don't have the capacity to give it to us because they haven't had the healing. How comfortable are we to recognize those feelings, even if we had a great experience, but that wasn't true in our intergenerational ancestral history, and it's showing up somehow in our lives. So the more uh, we unpack this, with compassion and safety, the more we connect the dots and the more the, the song of love can happen mm -hmm. <laughs> for ourselves and with our children. And so I think something I'm called to say right now is I think this is one of the most important things to heal right now yeah. because of obvious reasons about the times we're living in and the balance that's needed and the emphasis on thriving life that is needed, which involves the mother. And so many people very understandably have so many negative feelings in this um, pathway, but it can be healed. And then what happens is, for example, with a mother like you're talking about, you develop your own inner mothering system. Mm -hmm. And a great way to do that, just a really simple way, among other things, besides, you know, all the ways we know, like therapy and so on, 
is uh, to cultivate it is instead of the protector to develop a guide that is a support guide a, a nourishing guide and then tap them in often anytime you feel overwhelmed or a lack of mothering and you start to cultivate those nervous system connections in your body by doing that and you start to develop the compassion we need to accept this really is an issue and so then as that happens then you get more and more skillful as you really honor your process it's not a one day process as we both know but as you honor that then you start to let um the mother in question be the individual she is and you be the individual you are and you start to be able to be more skillful and kind and relaxed in that relationship yes oh my goodness i'm like <laughs> i have tears in my eyes uh, in resonance with what you're saying and it has been so true for me um, in our work together and then in my own personal inner work mm. to really cultivate this relationship mm. with mm. my my inner protector and my inner mother. Mm. Um, and it isn't a one day, one time thing. Um, and I'm just smiling to myself because um, another relationship that I've been able to cultivate through this tapping practice is what I call my inner sister. Mm. And because we have the mother wound, but then we also have the related sister wound, which I mm -hmm. talk about on a previous episode, and I can link that episode in the show notes. Mm. But for me, these wounds aren't personal to me. They feel personal, but it's really the mother wound in my experience and the sister wound mm. because you know becoming a mother myself has given me so much compassion for my own mother because no matter how hard I try I'm never going to be the perfect mother to my children and that will impact the way that they feel about themselves mm. and <laughs> it's so much grace to all for all the mothers out there that we don't have to be perfect that we're doing our best and our best is good enough and if we can just hold space for our children in their pain that that is what i my, for me that's what my protector mother does is she mm -hmm. holds space for me to be in my pain, she doesn't fix it, but she's this warm, loving mama bear energy um, and this protector of not just protecting me from the pain, but protecting me from my own coping mechanisms that I can bear the pain because I'm not alone. That's what my inner mother is, you know, is here to tell me. I'm so touched and inspired by what you're saying. Hmm. Yeah, that's powerful. Uh, and, you know, I'm called to say that even now, I'm still learning lessons about that. So it, that's in terms of, you know, you said something like if we can, if we can just hold the pain. And I think for many of us, like myself, you know, there's many of us that have extensive trauma histories. Maybe you can't do that yet. 
Yeah. But um, but you can you can like you're saying, which is so beautiful, through these practices, you can learn to do that. I honestly feel close to tears now mm-hmm. through the remembering that you're not alone and and that you can be held with your protector and with your support guide and with all the loving wisdom, sisters and friends and every everything. And and witness each other's pain. And I, you know, I'm 72 now. I think the old the older you get, the more you realize that is the biggest gift to children, mm-hmm. anyone, is to be able to just lovingly witness someone. Yeah. And so if we want our children to have the capacity and grow the capacity to bear their own pain, then we get mm. to model that for them and learn how to do it for ourselves because they're right. going to learn from what we do, not what we say. Right. 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 That's a whole great subject. Yes. That's a whole, that's a whole other subject. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I want to reel us back in. Um, yeah. And I, I would love to hear your thoughts on cognitive distortions and how we can use this tool that you've offered to kind of help us overcome them or how we can manage those distortions like perfectionism or black and white thinking um, so that we don't like go down the drain in our thinking. I love that question. And um, so, you know, I mean, you probably remember this from <laughs> how I work. Like there's a lot of good techniques and there's some good Buddhist techniques that I don't use that are good for a lot of people, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's not just one cup of tea, Mm -hmm. but the way I work is really energetically in a way. So here I am, I'm walking along my day and I can tell, I can feel, oh, wow, my perfectionism is really up today or my OCD or whatever it is, right? Like Mm -hmm. some part of me, whoa, she's, She's here. So then there's a few things. One is rather than talk myself out of it, which you just referred to earlier, can keep you in a cognitive loop Mm -hmm. and sometimes helps. So I don't want to diss it. Mm -hmm. Um, What I tend to do is, okay, that's a a trigger. Part of me is triggered right now. Mm -hmm. That energy is a trigger. So now I'm going to tap to help my body feel safe because these thoughts come from our bodies actually mm-hmm. so so i tap and mm, the majority of time my body calms down and i come more into the present again and mm-hmm. i have spaciousness again now another thing i've been cultivating more lately also is from a beautiful book i use in my mother's meditation circles. And that's called The Wakeful Body by Lama Willow Blythe mm. Baker. I can send you the link. Mm, yeah. Somatic mindfulness. And she has this great practice, and I can send you the link, called Befriending Your Feelings. And I love it so much because, and we know a lot of practices like this. This is just a very, very sweet one where, you know, there you are, you've got the perfectionism. And you know, we these are busy mamas, so you can't always do this. This takes about six minutes or so. Mm-hmm. And you just start to 
breathe around the feeling. I'm not shelling the practice. You breathe around the feeling and you say to the feeling, this part of me that just dying to be perfect or in control or whatever it is, um, I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to abandon you. Oh, beautiful feeling. And I'm not going to indulge you. You can be here with me, practice with me, live with me. So you start to allow more this energy that's in your body to just be there, but with more spaciousness. So you don't feel so controlled by it, but it also isn't being like, get away. I can't stand to feel you, you know? And so then it has more room to just naturally move. So that's also another pathway. Mm, Yes, that's so beautiful. And I have done that with you. And I will definitely link to that in the notes as well. So what I really hear you saying is presence is really tapping into the now rather than spinning into either um, like anxiety over the past or worry about the future. It's really like being in the now, which is very Buddhist. Yeah. And I think also, though, what you're hearing me say is compassion, compassion, Mm. compassion for the parts of us that are having trouble Mm -hmm. being in the now. Yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. So that um, I, in a way, I almost think of that as the, not just compassion, I've had, but compassion and action, and then doing some kind of practice that allows you to feel safe having this uncomfortable feeling or wanting to disassociate. Yeah. Yep. And then that brings us here, I think. Because I think a lot of times the Buddhists, there's almost like a new age judgment Mm -hmm. that you should be able to come present and then you can get in the loop of, well, I'm not. Right. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And then you want to throw your hands up. Yeah. Ah, there's such a relief and such a permission to be human in what you're saying. Good. Yeah. 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 Okay. So we're moving towards the end of our time together. Is there anything else you want to make sure that you say before we close? Mm. Well, I do want to mention the online retreat. Should I do that? Yes, do that. Yeah, so I'm going to be offering on January 21st an online retreat, and you can find out about it at www.birthspiritualityandhealing.com. And it's the honoring and clearing the mother path, and it's very effective for taking you through the next step in a way that's very nourishing and empowering. Mm. So beautiful. Thank you. And What is one empowering action that you would like our listeners to take after they listen to our episode? I'll be quiet for a moment because I feel like I've been, you know what I mean, repeating it in a way. Yeah. What people to do, but I'll be quiet and see if there's anything. Just take a moment. Yeah. So this is what comes. Mm Do the butterfly hug if you like that. Some people don't. And say to yourself, this is hard and you're doing a good job. 
because wherever you are, mothering in this culture is wonderful and hard. Hmm. That's so good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm definitely going to do that. Um, Me too. When we close. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> thank, thank you, you Gina. Isabel. I'm honored and inspired. Same, 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 same. I can't wait to continue our connection. Um, and until next time, friends and sisters, do what you can to regulate your nervous system so that you can co-regulate with your kids. Bye. I knew you'd like that episode. Isn't Gina amazing? If you want more of her, you've got your chance. On Monday the 15th, she is our mentor for Mentor Conversations, which is a monthly offering. You can learn more at isabelbridges.com forward slash mentor convo. That's M-E-N. T-O-R-C-O-N-V-O. I hope to see you there next Monday. You've been listening to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. That's all for today, my friends. And here's what I want you to remember. Empowerment is an inside job. The only one who can empower you is you. Today's episode was produced by Brendan Lindsay. Intro and outro music are by Matthew Randolph. I'm Isabel Bridges, author of Daddy Daughter Day. I'm also the founder of the Mother's Empowerment Sisterhood. You can learn more about my work and join the sisterhood at isabelbridges.com. I'm offering a 50% off discount for a limited time only. So check it out today, isabelbridges.com.